Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like. Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. <laughs> Football is a game of passion. Oh, bollocks! Villa have scored. And that is why we love it. <laughs> Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's time to turn the volume down. Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamoru Saku having an absolute howler. That doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. He's a fraud. Sedan's a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about the aesthetics. That's what Absolutely. I like to see. And that is just a bit of stat padding. Individual sport masquerading as a team game. Look at his Instagram. He's the ultimate beat of me. BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better than that. Hello, hello, and welcome to Under the Floodlights, where this week Arsenal beat Leeds, and that was sort of it. I'm joined as always by Chris Ringland. Chris, how are you? Very good. Just heard that the the Boxing Day fixtures are on, so the celebrations are happening in Jeff Bezos' office. Yeah, Jeff and his big bald dome made sure those games are going ahead no matter what. Doesn't matter how few players teams have, Jeff's making sure he's getting his money's worth. Yeah, like I hope everybody noticed the absolute lack of outrage that BT Sports coverage was absolutely curtailed in the midweek fixtures. It was great yeah. for everyone. Yeah, everyone was just sort of like, yeah, it's BT, how much are they paying for Sky Sports this week and made sure they got their games in. <laughs> yeah. Another one not to mess with. Uh, so yeah, one of the first games, and well, the first game of the weekend after I believe six got called off <laughs> Yeah. on Saturday. It was that moment where everyone's kind of sorting out fantasy teams. And, oh, we were te- we, and we were texting about this, Paul, being like, we're hoping Villa Burnley turns into a scorcher. Listen. And then that gets called off. Listen, I, I had, I put Jacob Ramsey and Ollie Watkins in <laughs> and early. three hours before kickoff. Three hours <laughs> before kickoff. And it was cancelled. No, there ha- there has to be some liability there. Yeah, because that's another thing that these people aren't thinking about is, yes, the fans going the games, they're feeling it tough, but there's serious money behind some of these fantasy football leagues out there. Honestly, listen, like everyone basically has the same team. They've got like the, the, the James Alonso slash Chilwell, the Trent mm-hmm. Salah and Rafinha. Yeah, sell the captain and just leave it. Yeah, basically everyone has that team now, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the first game we got was Saturday Night Fixture. Uh, one of these teams shouldn't have been playing Leeds United or another side who cannot field an 11. Respect the Leeds. But that's not covered really. That's just their manager has run these boys into the ground and they got smoked by an Arsenal team who are in some form at the moment. Now, I have to say, Bailey, biggest moment of this match kind of went under the radar for most people, but but not not to me. Um, uh, but Jack Jack Harrison was uh, subbed after thirty one minutes. Um, he was replaced by sorry, I haven't got his first name. He was called Cry Crescencio Somerville. You probably aren't allowed to give out his full name because he's below eighteen or something. Is there not like child protection laws around that? <laughs> yeah, big Crescencio Somerville came on for Jack Harrison. Uh, so he's number thirty eight. Um, and then Somerville got subbed after 81 minutes for <laughs> McCarran, number 45. So that was a rough, rough day at the office for those two. Pure Bielsa ball, that. It is. It is. <laughs> but yeah, on the, on the Arsenal end, uh, I, I love whenever this guy now scores because I just get chirped for it immediately. Uh, generational Martinelli <sighs> gets two goals. I, I'm not, I'm, I've decided I'm not about him. 
I see. I'm starting to go the opposite way, where I'm like, "Yeah, I've, this guy's proven me wrong." I quite be, like the second like, goal, especially the chip. Really, listen, really enjoyed it. Every every goal celebration he does, he goes to the opposition fans and celebrates in front of them every single time. Well, what I found is so then after Martinelli gets us to Saka scores again before half time, and one of the few times I've ever seen this from a ref where the ref asked Saka to not celebrate the goal, yeah, because he was yes. over towards the Leeds fans, and it clearly was heating up a bit of they're a fed up of their own team because their team stink, but also being <laughs> fed up of Martinelli and now Saka celebrating in the same corner three times in forty five minutes. No, no, I actually when when you looked at it, I actually don't think that was what Saka was meaning to do. I think no, that's no, what no, he I don't, just I don't ran. think at all. But yeah, for, I think but, it was just natural celebration. But Martinelli, uh, and and then, <laughs> and Bailey. I mean, Xhaka was back. Like mm. he was back to his, you know absolutely nailing people and then like getting them getting in the way of the ball when they're trying to take the free kick afterwards and all that nonsense so yeah three nil up and you're thinking arsenal's pretty comfortable nothing can go wrong and granite jacket decides oh no let's make this a bit interesting stamping on people and it's what i thought if there's any consistency in the refereeing in this league which there isn't and we'll get on to that oh dear he, he would have been off because royal Jimenez got sent off for something very similar it did but sure that doesn't matter I have, I have to say as well, uh, Billy, what's been going on with Arteta the past couple of weeks on the touchline? What, what do you mean? Just he's getting really fiery? He, he's get, like, honestly, like, there was a couple of times when he was, like, bordering on interfering with Stuart Dallas's throw-ins. <laughs> I thought the same like, thing, actually. It's, it's that Spanish blood within him, I think. He's just, I, it, he, he's ready to roll here. I quite like it, though, because... Arteta to me over the years is a very robotic dude. I actually quite like seeing him get fired up and losing his shit. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah. I think there's there's one moment in the game. So obviously Arsenal are three 0 up. They then give away a penalty. Ben White with it's just a daft tackle. But what I found strangest about this tackle was he makes it and then uh, Ramsdale <laughs> celebrates it as though it was a wonder tackle. I did, I did see that. Yeah, I was like, that's either a guy who's clueless. Or a guy who is the best actor on the planet. <laughs> yeah, I was. I mean, if anyone was going to see that, that was clearly a terrible challenge. It was Ramsdale. <laughs> yeah, he's looking right at it. You know, and anyone else in that situation would normally have, you know, head and hands or, you know, hands over the eyes going, oh, what have you just done? I yeah. want a clean sheet here. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, they'd never sack Bielsa because he no. is, cause he's the guy who got them back after 15 years. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I, I don't really know where to go from here. I agree. I think they're just stuck in this rut now. Uh, Bamford's been out for so long. Yeah. Back there briefly re-injured himself. Phillips is out with an injury that's definitely a result of the manager. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, that's the that's the biggest absence. And I'm still, I'm still not convinced by the centre-backs of that club. No, neither. I, and I, I also never have been. Between the centre backs and Adam Forshaw in front of them, I've never seen a player just do nothing for well, an hour and ninety minutes. The, the only thing that Adam Forshaw's defence is that he has been injured for literally two years. But uh, and you can see how he's a Bielsa player because he's just kind of like you know he's a bit of a ball winning midfielder, kind of runs around. Um, well, he did none of that on Saturday. <laughs> now he just ran around. He didn't he? Didn't win any balls <laughs> as far as I was concerned. But Robin Koch was in Germany squad in the Euros, and Diego Llorente was in Spain squad in the Euros. Mm. I, I I really don't understand why. Yeah, literally anyone gets a 
what I call it an international call up these days like it shows you but I thought actually to be fair the Arsenal tactic wise spot on Martinelli and Saka completely killed the fullbacks of Leeds yeah. I think strangely Lacazette as captain I think he's been super recent. no he has been he has ever been, since yeah. he got the armband he's really stepped up he's been good yeah I've been seriously impressed by him. He may reverse the Arsenal captaincy curse. Even though they, uh, <laughs> according to Arteta, they don't have a captain. They have a leadership group. Yes, a leadership group. I noticed that, yeah. Which apparently Rob Holding's a part of, which I find quite amusing. But... Yes, because Rob Holding was the captain a few times, yeah. Yeah, I think he, just whenever he's on the pitch, it's like, right, give it to him. He looks older than the rest of us. And then the only other player I wanted to bring up from this game was Emil Smith-Rowe. And I've oh, said this podcast a hundred times. I'm a massive fan of this guy, the way he plays, everything about him. Not a fan of his socks, though. Socks are an issue because the shin pads show. Uh, my other issue is, is he a stat patter? Uh, yeah. Two he, games in a row now he's done this. He's, he's doing, yeah, he's, he's done well. I, I, he's, I, yeah. He's scoring in Rashford territory. That's my only issue. Yeah. You know, if he gets starts and he scores, I have no issue. But there's a lot of 80-plus minute goals in this guy at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I just think... I just think a lot of people are like, oh, you know, like the potential of this team, they're all under 21. I mean, like, yeah, but I mean, like, not all of them will get that much better than this. You know, it's not as if they're suddenly going to become incredible soon, Mm. you know, bar maybe Saka. Like, this team are what Arsenal have been for 15 years. They're a very good side against teams they should beat. Yeah. The issue is if you look down their list of results, you go to certain games and you're like, well, that's a game Arsenal of say five six years ago whenever they were trying to compete for leagues and stuff that's those big games the Liverpool games hmm. will always just leave that sour taste Arsenal will always go out there and beat the Leeds they'll always go out there and beat the Burnleys quite comfortable but yeah. those big super Sunday games against City Liverpool can they do it then and they haven't yet we'll have to wait and see give them a month or two whenever they actually get back to playing those guys yeah um, but respect as well to Leeds for because uh, number 63 Archie Gray on the bench is 15 um, so we'll come on to that later Bailey with some other matches I honestly can't believe that that kid was 15 <laughs> that's ridiculous that he was on that bench listen uh, <laughs> but yeah we'll go we'll go in chronological order because as we said there was four games this weekend uh, the next one I didn't watch because I couldn't be bothered but it's Man City and you knew exactly how this game was going to go uh, they beat Newcastle United at 4-0. First goal was Ruben Diaz with the easiest goal in Premier League history. Oh, it was pretty rough. Shocking. Who was it? Kieran uh, Clark? It was Kieran Clark, yeah. Oh, it should have walked. <laughs> it was rip, pretty rip rough. Up, rip up his contract. It was, that. it was pretty rough. <laughs> pretty rough. Such a um, statement. It wasn't good, no. Um, one thing I liked about this game was the return of Jeff Hendrick. Um, I like his hair. <laughs> In my head, strangely, he still plays for Burnley. I don't know what yeah. it is. He never left there. I seem to remember he scored an absolute screamer on his debut for Newcastle. I think last season. Um, but I mean, he's like the archetype. You know, when you got like the director of football and stuff in Newcastle here, looking at the transfer window, it's like you know, um, I don't that as well because the game wasn't wasn't that interesting. Um, I don't know whether you've noticed, Bailey, that uh, Dan Ashworth, who is the the main man behind the scenes at Brighton. Is uh, mm, is not is now speaking to Newcastle, and uh, Brighton are apparently hopeful that uh, the setup at their club is such that he'll opt to stay with them. Yeah, I can, uh, I can picture those negotiations of oh yeah, the Brighton setup, or will I go and make hundreds of millions at Newcastle <laughs> with billions to spend? 
Yeah. You know, I mean, one, uh, one club's trying to, you know, sort of find a reasonable mid-table goal score. The other trying to sign Mbappe. It's it's just fascinating because they've got a guy who used to be the director of football at um, Celtic to help them for uh, like this is like just for the January transfer window. <laughs> I mean, like, like you know, it all kind of screams of lack of planning. Oh, really? You think you think that at Newcastle? <laughs> <laughs> the way that club's been run for years. I have to say though, uh, to be fair to Newcastle, see all this the Castor stuff. Yeah. Um, lovely. I, I I really take no notice of it. I, I think it's nice. That's interesting. Remember, we're talking about other games today. The two sides you've taken this season are off Saudi Arabia and COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. Um, I mean, I'm sure Andy Murray would deny that the Castor brand is linked to Saudi Arabia in any way, <laughs> um, because that was before the, that takeover was announced. But yes. I just like putting you on the wrong side of history. Uh, another <laughs> argument you're actually on the wrong side of history of the Ooh. second goal in this game, Chris. Jai uh, Cancelo scores. Uh, well, uh, yeah, it was a bit reactive, wasn't it? Um, yeah, ni- nice hit. And Chris Ringon goes full reaction mode and announces that Cancelo's <laughs> better than Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think he is better because I think he... Well, I, I think Trent is the best crosser of a football in the world. He's I would, the best just header of a football. I think he's the best. Yeah, I think he's one of the best set-piece takers, etc., etc. But I think Cancelo is a better defender and a better... Uh, all-round player but they're very close Trent all the way for me just the way he strikes a football is just the most beautiful thing in the game it I, is but he's actually not that good at being right back in I my opinion yeah, you know you can get away with it whenever you're right. that good going forward and but, but, stuff like but, that but uh, I mean regardless Cancelo has improved quite a lot since going to Man City absolutely yeah, yeah I'll agree with you on that uh, one part I'll disagree with you on is the defensive side because he plays for Man City <laughs> and therefore has very little defending to do. The guy's essentially a winger. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the only other bit I want to bring up in this game is the horrible refereeing decision to disallow a penalty for Ryan Fraser being slide tackled yeah. by Ederson. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, that was obviously a complete joke. I mean, I mean there needs to be an intervention here. A, a ju- judge-led inquiry. Uh, I just don't get this guy's obviously refereed enough games, seen enough football in his time to watch another man slide tackle another guy in the box for no reason. Yeah. And then to go, yeah, get up. Yeah. What are we doing? What What was really annoying about this game as well is that Pep afterwards was like, oh yeah, that was the worst we played in the first half all season. And uh, <laughs> oh, it's kind of nonsense. And uh, as one person I did want to give a shout out to, Billy, was Joe Linton. Okay. I because he was playing like in a weird kind of center mid position and <laughs> i actually thought he worked his arse off and won a lot of tackles and did well so fair play to Jordan. because i lost slack on. play for leads <laughs> yeah. ap- application yeah but yeah that's just man city isn't it like yeah. they're now top of the table at christmas they're going on the win this I, I, that's enough of that yeah, don't need any more yeah. Of that. yeah. I, just, I just find no emotion with Man City no. uh, meanwhile at the same time a game was played that shouldn't have been played uh, Chelsea drew nil-nil with Wolverhampton Wanderers in a complete nothing game of football mm. that the Premier League forced upon us for no apparent reason but no, no you, ha- you have no. to you have to remove some of your bias there Billy you ha- like surely um, but uh, because I'm, I'm, I will just quote Jurgen Klopp, who also agrees with but, that. No, but but the thing, well, I mean, well, I, whatever happened today in that meeting, they obviously agreed to go on. But um, but I mean, Thomas Tuchel naming um, how many subs was it? 
uh, six. Same name six. Keepers, it's the same six subs, right? And one, one of which is just back from a long term injury. So, so there were two spots that he left unfilled, basically, mm. is is, yeah. is is what we're saying. Or, or we'll say three if you don't include Bettinelli. Um, you could have filled them. Hi, with who? With under twenty. Well, Leeds had a fifteen-year-old on their bench. Right, but Leeds aren't going through a COVID outbreak. Well, well, everybody is partly. So what you what you're saying is Chelsea should have brought a bunch of young lads into a group of men. Yes, because experiencing it's, a COVID outbreak because it's their job. So you want you want COVID to win. You want more people to get infected. Is what you're saying? No, no. But the problem is like there's no there's no baseline of like when you don't play and when you do. It's a, it's like a case by case basis, which 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 I, I agree with you that that is an issue, but. Unfortunately, when just like teachers and just like train drivers, et cetera, et cetera, through the pandemic, like you just have to do your job and go to work and like take tests and, get, and get 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 your vaccine and, and all the rest of it. And that, that's what you're paid to do. So you want these boys again, boys, academy boys, to go into a group of men who are currently experiencing a COVID outbreak positive tests increasing every single day and you want them to go into that potentially get sick because it's their job um i think you're misconstruing it you want covid to win chris no i think you're misconstruing it because you want covid to win for example everton played several players whose squad numbers were over 60 against you midweek because they had covid issues as well but how many cases did everton have well, Everton probably had already merged those bubbles anyway. Chelsea haven't merged those bubbles for that reason. I, I like, I, we're just I, dropping men here. So we are. You, the, the fact that the Premier League want this game played whilst Chelsea are missing like six players and then forcing them to play an Angulo Kante who's been out injured for a month and a half could potentially have injured himself again, was told he should only play 45 minutes, played 80 because he's Superman. Uh, Chalouba beside him has been out for two weeks, injured. He has to play. Mateo Kovacic just back from injury. What are we doing? Meanwhile, you, you cancel six games a day before. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, well, I, like, for, sorry, just to make clear, my, my beef isn't with Chelsea. Uh, well, well, sorry, well, my beef isn't with Chelsea. Uh, my beef is we don't. Nobody knows what the actual criteria is for cancelling one match and not another. Yeah, that's the thing as well. The Premier League have not made it clear as to why some teams, Spurs, Manchester United, are getting two weeks off to train with a new coach and to rest up. Obviously, there are players COVID, etc. Meanwhile, other teams are going out there with bare bones of a squad. Meanwhile, but- the Scottish FA of all people. Like they're normally a clown show, they've at least made it clear. They've got this exact number. If you've less than that, then we aren't playing the game. The Premier League are just making it up as they go. But the, but but the, no, and they are. But but I think rather than you saying to me, "Oh, you want them to go and get COVID," my 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 thing is there's there's no way that there isn't other players available, such as Lewis Baker and Charlie Mazonda, who could have filled the bench spots. Or any of the younger players who have been part of the first team, or have trained again, with the first team, but they're then same thing. They're coming into a group that has COVID. No, no, they're, no, they're already there. That's what they I'm aren't, saying. Though. They aren't. They're not the uh, first ha, team ha, bubble. Well, well, bring them in. 
Again, you're bringing them into a bubble of people but who are getting but sick e- but every e- day. But, e- but every other every other club is doing it. Like, like Leeds and Everton have obviously done that. Well, they're morons. <laughs> so they're, well, I think, in all honesty, Thomas Tuchel has to start playing the game here and just be like, yeah, everyone's got it. I think, in all honesty, I'm looking at Soil going, if he fakes but, but, death. But, but be like, like, it's part of this because you support Chelsea. I mean, it's affecting my club directly, and I'm looking at the situation being like, it's ridiculous that we turned up to a team with 14 outfield players in the Premier League went, no, you can't have your game cancelled. Meanwhile, Spurs have had two weeks off, Man United have had two weeks off, games cancelled Saturday. It's like, well, how come they're allowed, but we aren't? Like, I I agree with that, but yeah, I mean... And then it comes back to that. It comes back to actually F1, where it's like, that guy, Massey, at the end of a race where Lewis Hamilton's clearly the best, you want a good product, and then he just decides to change the rules to well, disadvantage Lewis Hamilton. Well, well, From I... a Premier League perspective, you've three teams going for a title, and you've now just shot one of them in the leg. Uh, you know, it, uh, it uh, well, me, it's just like, hi, well, well, ha- well hang on. One of these hi- well, hang on. It was, the Premier League had nothing to do with your loss of West Ham or your draw at Everton. Like... Come on. Yeah, but yeah, but they're now putting us out there on a Sunday afternoon in a nothing game, you know, for n- no reason. It's like, why would you disadvantage that? You're also then, from a Premier League perspective, you want the best of the best out there. You're not getting the best of the best out there. And Golo Kante is Chelsea's best player. You I brought d- him back and are potentially going to re-injure an injury-prone I, I, player. I, for I, what? I d- like, like you can see from the other side though that people struggle to have sympathy for Chelsea in particular because you have the biggest squad. I, but I don't get how we have the biggest squad because you only can name twenty five men in the Premier League squad. But, here. Because, I don't get but, how because if you're squad. because if you're under twenty one, then you you don't count as part of the numbers. So yeah, but if you're so under so twenty one, you're also in a different bubble to protect you from COVID. But but I, but I don't think that has been the case until like right now. I, 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 because when they've reintroduced the emergency measures or whatever it's been the case of Chelsea all season I do not want those lads getting sick I think it's pointless to play but there was that games. guy um, Sudenstrup Bell or whatever he was he played one time I can't I, remember seeing him and the, the couple of cup games and stuff uh, I, I don't want him getting sick I hope he has a nice Christmas with the family and I think the Premier League are morons with a campaign against my football club <laughs> well, well, okay. I will finish with this. Uh, Chris doesn't want people to get COVID. Uh, Chris wants people to to get vaccinated and to isolate when you are told to. I've also noticed this season now. Chris has been on the side of Saudi Arabia and COVID. We are approaching a libel case coming. <laughs> <laughs> The only other thing I picked up from this game, because again, nothing happened during it, was I was listening to American commentary. Oh, goodness. Because Pulisic was playing? Uh, well, you've pronounced the name wrong. It's Pulisic. Nah. He, as, as we now know, according to an episode of Pawn Stars, Pulisic is the <laughs> LeBron James of soccer. <laughs> and then to another guy, Paul Tierney, uh, Liverpool Spurs, Chris. And what everyone was saying was a great game of football. I actually think... The way the referee refereed this game and some of the decisions completely rendered that statement useless because that turned out into a bad game of football, in my opinion. Oh, but oh, to clap afterwards, though, I was a bit like, oh, come on, Jurgen. Like, I, like we, we all agree with you, but like, it, it's when he came out saying, oh, it was, it was a big, it was a big war out there. And I was like, Jurgen, right, we know. 
but like, one of the come on. First few weekends, I'm not the biggest fan of the way Klopp gets on at times, but I actually agreed with him. The only thing I disagreed with him was approaching the ref like that on the pitch. <laughs> and I've been doing a lot of thinking about this today because everyone complains about the quality of refereeing, and the quality of refereeing is shocking. But the issue is, Jurgen Klopp goes out and does that out in the pitch. Guns the ref goes viral today because you actually hear what he said about Paul Tierney. He's the only ref he has disagreements with, and. Oh, there's something he's like, Paul Tierney, you've never played football or something. It was seriously personal about Paul Tierney. And that, but that's my thing. It's like, Jürgen goes out there and does that. But then the issue is, some apprentice joiner who plays amateur league football goes out and does that the weekend. And that just puts more people off refereeing. Mm. So then the cycle of bad refereeing continues because you're not getting enough guys to do it. And then the guys who are there, who are seen to be the best, then get the top jobs, come up in the Premier League, and then aren't good get abused again and that cycle just keeps on going mm. I think if he had it done it down the tunnel I would have been grand that's fine the way oh I think he did it there as well well he did it half time as we've seen because Sky Sports made sure they had a camera I just think everyone needs to be a bit careful around stuff like that now because I think all we're doing is making referee by Jurgen Klopp doing that's just going to make refereeing worse and other managers did they all did I think they need to just have like a meeting with the FA being like, what are these guys doing? Like these guys in the middle of these pitches are morons. Yeah. But just quiet conversations behind closed doors. Don't do it Sunday afternoon whenever the entire nation's watching. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously there were some incorrect, incorrect decisions. And it was, and, and Jürgen of course said, oh, well, you know, all three of them were against us. And I was like, all right, all right. Well, well it's the first time I've ever gotten the yeah, Liverpool all right. I was amazed. Yeah, yeah, but but I mean, the Robertson one was definitely a red card. Absolutely. Um, but I think it's absolutely a red card because Harry Kane should have also been a red card. No, I, I mean, I, pers- I, I had a personal interest in the Robertson red card, though, because we can then now rely on the uh, average 14 point a game semi-cast to come back in with him. <laughs> a 3.8 million pound player oh, stunning pick yeah but yeah we'll go decision by decision then uh, the Harry Keaton one Chris thought oh, crap. Well, everyone, everyone oh, did, did. <laughs> like yeah I'm sure it probably is a red card I've seen worse <laughs> but it probably is a red I mean like yeah, yeah, probably I've seen, yeah I'll, I'll agree I've seen worse should have been sent off reckless challenge from a forward who I think, I think referees also have to take it game by game uh harry kim's emotional going into that tackle to say the least and yeah he was harry kane's a very sneakily dirty player and we all know it. well I, I know what you mean um i mean my issue is that everybody suddenly were saying oh well scotland captain gets sent off and the england captain doesn't I well, mean, I, yeah, I'm of the opinion that England captain gets away with a lot. I mean, the maybe what he's doing a lot. M- maybe, but like, I mean, is that just because you live in Scotland? You're hearing more of that trip because I didn't get a lot of that. No, I, I, I heard, I heard a, I heard a lot of that um, <laughs> from from various people. Um, so yeah, and then the decision after that I want to bring up is the Emerson Royale file on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was stupid. How are we getting that wrong? Oh, it's just yeah, like it, well, doesn't it? There's no logic at all. And the guy's leg goes in front of him, uh, hip on hip, and the referee goes, "Well, he had slowed down. What do you need slow down to shoot? You need to slow down." Hmm. Uh, yeah, that that was that was. I mean, that's 
that's where you're like looking for like extremely this is like people who don't get the covid vaccine really it's people who are looking for extremely small kind of reasons for doing something as opposed to the very obvious reasons for the other way you know oh he might have been stopping well he was halved off the ball it doesn't matter if he was stopping or not nice off you not to take covid side now i love it (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna dig that hole for you forever now but yeah we'll go to the goals in this game because the actual play between the lines was pretty good. Spurs looked like a team that have had two weeks off to work on things with a new coach. But again, certain teams get that, certain teams don't. Yeah, uh, Deli Alley looked pretty good. Fair, fair, fair play to, to Deli. But, so Kane gets an early goal, a ball in behind Kanate, which immediately Carragher and Sky was like, oh, Virgil deals with that. And he like, does he? But whatever. Uh, then Alley had a pretty good chance. Brilliant save. It actually mm. turned out to be initially you look at it being like, oh, he's hit that wide, but on replay hits the fingertips. Fantastic. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Diogo Jota scores another header. Sneakily a very good aerial presence. No, he's, he's a very good player. Which you just wouldn't expect from a guy. Like, whenever he signed for Liverpool, I didn't think this would be the type of player he'd become. No, he's, um, yeah, no, he's very good. It was, and then, yeah, Liverpool's second half turned it on a bit. Andy Robertson gets. A reasonably controversial goal allowed. Uh, because it's all because of these new handball rules to stop the game <sighs> yes. two seasons back where yeah. literally any time it scraped a, a fingernail, it was like, right, handball. I think the way the rule works if Salah had scored it himself, it wouldn't have counted. Mm. But because there's play after that, it's allowed and technically doesn't mean it because he heads it on his arm, you know. Mm. But a, quite a funny, strange goal the way it goes in because it comes off Salah, Trent then just fires it in, full pelt. Yeah. And Robertson, even though he's already five foot nothing, has to crouch down for it. Mm. I'm surprised they actually stayed in his I was really impressed actually stayed in his feet because I was like, that would have that would have hurt. <laughs> yeah. Especially the way Trent pings the ball and then very quickly after uh, Allison. Let's himself down a bit. He'd done this before, actually, in the half, where he came out for an attempt that he was never getting to. And then here again, just slides, just completely slides over the ball. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm not, as, I'm also not as much of it, because there was a, you slash the former per- person on this podcast claimed that he had the best hairline in the world um, last oh, year. Sorry. Allison. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but but, but it, it's not as good slicked back, though. I mean, he can do whatever he wants, Chris. I don't know, um, but yeah, he's. Uh, I'd say Ederson is slightly better than him at that side of the game, um, except for when he takes out Ryan Fraser. But yeah, uh, think, yeah they both have it in them. Yeah, so there's just something about them where because both teams are so dominant as well, you don't see this all the time. Mm. Strangely, yeah, we did see it with Ederson against the Newcastle team. He didn't have to do it. Allison does this twice in this game, kind of yeah. lets himself down. But the way Tottenham had finished all game, even though Son's threw on goal, you're still mm. like, I don't think he's going to... F- like, there's a bit of nerves about it. Yeah. Normally, you'd be looking at that chance going, ah, it's a goal. In this moment, you're like, let's wait until it's officially over the line. Yeah. Something just very off about it. But yeah, Liverpool's another team missing big names. Verge is out. Uh, Henderson's out. Fabinho's a massive miss. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, not to labour the point from earlier, but I, 78 Kwanzaa and 49 Gordon probably weren't part of the first team before. And they were yeah, on the bench. 
Uh, young Morton, I thought was okay. I thought he yeah, had a lot in. So yeah. did. I, I quite like him as a player. Saw him in the game against AC Milan. Yeah, fair, fair. I it must be a Liverpool academy thing. They just teach the boys to strike the ball in a certain way. He's yeah. another one has a lovely strike of a football. He does. He does. Very, very impressed with him. Uh, in other Tottenham news, actually, uh, we saw today after their game <laughs> in the Europa Conference League, it was called after off. their game, or oh, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. After yeah. it's called off, yeah, uh, Spurs have had to now forfeit that fixture because <laughs> it is not sportingly competitive per <laughs> U, per UEFA rules. So they. Uh, on technicality, lose to Ren 3 0, meaning meaning they're now out, which is hilarious because Spurs did actually take that competition reasonably seriously. <laughs> and like they offered to like go to Ren, because I didn't actually realize before, Stad Renee were in London, like ready to play the game. Mm. Um, so they offered to go to Brittany, I think it is, and uh, play the match. And then uh, France implemented a bizarre travel ban thing. Um, where where the Castres rugby team were able to go to play in Ireland and go back, but not anyone else. But anyway, um, so Spurs can then go and play the match. So another convenient thing for Spurs is they've now missed two weeks of football and now are out of Thursday nights, so their games are now fine. But again, certain teams get certain things. Uh, others have campaigns against them. Can, <laughs> can, can, can I just uh, remind you that you currently are the Champions League holders and? women's super league holders and therefore deserve a bit of respect so so therefore um stop thinking you're marginalized uh, we are actually uh as you bring up there but women's football chris uh, i know yourself you watched bbc sports personality of the year last night bbc <laughs> ever claim to care about women's football ever again i'll be referring them back to what happened last night that was like honestly like the 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 the, the audible like hilarity in our living room last night was at the state of that program unbelievable so for those who may have missed it uh, on bbc sports personality of the year team of the year nominees included british swimming chelsea chelsea's women man city st helen's men and women and then the uh team europe ladies and golf and of course amongst those the england men's team won team of the year Winning their first trophy of the year. <laughs> no, the only thing I'll say in Southgate's defence is that he he literally said, "Oh well, other teams did win something this year." Mm. I, I couldn't believe it because he got coach of the year, not MAs. So, so he got coach of the year uh, again. The coach of the year nominees were the Solheim Cup coach Emma Hayes, Thomas Tuchel, Adam Peaty's coach, and Tom Daly's coach. I, I mean, all, all serious contenders. Won, yeah, all coaches who won something. <laughs> and, and Gareth Southgate, who's not even the best coach on his coaching staff, won the award. Yeah, I think you could tell by his face. He was like, mm. I think he won it because he was there. Yeah, there's no other reason to give it to him. Yeah, I wasn't really about that. The people being, I think Jude Bellingham was relatively there. I I don't get that one either. Like, what was he doing? <laughs> Jude yeah, yeah, I felt horrible for Jude. Actually, I turned on BBC Breakfast this morning, and Jude was on. <laughs> was he doing he, the rounds? He was doing. Uh, oh, right. an interview. This was an interview after Sports Personality where they started asking about footballer vaccinations. Oh. I was like, <laughs> 
was like, Jude's just turned off for a night to hand out a couple of awards. And now he's getting himself wrapped up in that storm. I mean, I mean fair play to the guy. He's like 18 and he's doing that kind of stuff. Like, fair play to him. They also asked him, like, on the broadcast, whenever Southgate got the coach of the year, they were like, and, and Jude, what makes Scar such a good coach? I, it, I wasn't about that, yeah. I was like, well, but then the guy's played for him, like, twice. I, well, he's obviously going to say, oh, he's brilliant. Uh, I couldn't be bothered. I once I heard the outrage around those two, I turned on, so only caught the last 10 minutes of it. So yeah. I, unfortunately, didn't see a lot of it. Yeah. The only other thing I picked up from it, actually, was another Alex Scott hosting gig. I'm waiting for the introduce the Queen's speech at Christmas, the amount she's... <laughs> <laughs> so you, turn on, you turn on the BBC at the moment, she's there. There's, she is very good, but you're right. She's I, very good. You I, can't I, get away from her. I don't know when she has time off, yeah. I don't know what she like. She's on the one show. She's on Sky. <laughs> she's everywhere on yeah. the BBC. It is Football mental. Focus. <laughs> she does that now. Honestly, she, she, I bet she's buzzing for a summer off. Like she, she's everywhere. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're approaching Christmas, and this is actually going to be our last episode until I think the fourth or fifth of January, depending on if there's actually games, which the Premier League are forcing upon us. <laughs> so we thought this would be. A reasonable midway point to get in uh, my favorite part of the season, the Chris Ringold halfway team of the year. <laughs> so, Chris, if, if you'd like to take it away. So, um, as as listeners may remember, last year, um, my t- oh, halfway man. team of the season was somewhat ridiculed for how some of those players did not progress onto greater things in the second half of the season. Mm. Um, but I think mine's pretty fair, um, so we'll just go through it. Um, Ramsdale Nets, because no other keeper has changed a club more than Ramsdale. Um, so far, I think he's been the best keeper in the league, pretty much. Uh, I'll agree. Um, fullbacks, Trent Cancelo, boring, dull. There we go. There yeah, no, yeah, can't, can't <clears throat> hammer you there. Uh, two centre-backs, um, Thiago Silva, because of his age and because of how good he's been. Um, I... I have lots of respect for that. I'd back um, that. Well, well, you would, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and uh, I've gone for Max Kilman as the other one, as the <laughs> most the uh, serious Rolls-Royce of a defender that he's becoming. Um, could have had some other names in there, but that's mine. So. Yeah, we'll go with Kilman. I, I enjoy that. That'll get, that'll get people uh, engaging in some debate. Yeah, yeah, I think I, 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 I would, I would honestly argue. I think Max Kilman has been one of the best two centre backs in the Premier League this season. I would say. I, I, I like that you're going out. Actually, we forgot to pick up. Uh, what formation you going here? Oh, sorry, four two three one. Oh, love it. Okay, so you're two, uh, two hole. You're two sixes. Well, it, well, one of them isn't really a six, but uh, Declan Rice because if West Ham didn't have him, they wouldn't be where they are. Oh, uh, big Declan Rice guy. Yep. Uh, Conor Gallagher, because uh, oh, I, yeah. I don't think that <laughs> I don't think anyone else has um, kind of improved so much. Uh, people kind of forget that he played for West Brom last season. Um, yeah, under the terrorist that is Big Allardyce. I, I mean, I actually heard a podcast the other day that was claiming uh, credit for Big Sam in actually making <laughs> him better at being an all-round midfielder in terms no, of tackling and stuff. If you look at my favourite stat of him under Big Sam is that last season he was the most dribbled past player in the Premier League. <laughs> so Big Sam will be taking no credit for what was going on with Conor Gallagher. Um, three attacking midfielders. Uh, Mo Salah, boring. Yep, easy. Yep. Bernardo Silva, boring. Hmm. And uh, Jared Bone <laughs> on the left uh, because he's the most underrated uh, player in the Premier League. And he's up, world class, isn't he? Up front, 
Up front. Up front, Bailey. Emmanuel Dennis. (laughs) Emmanuel Golden Boot Dennis, because if you look at the stats, Mm. unbelievable amount of goals and assists for a brand new player to the Premier League uh, at that team. So Emmanuel Dennis is up front. Right, can we that that pick? I want to discuss because I think you've picked that on emotion. No, no, I, I, no. I, I you, my, you my that based on your attachment to him in fantasy football. No, no, the no, I no, I also I looked at I looked at the XG stats. I looked at the who scored <laughs> stats. I looked at the official stats, and I concluded that the only alternative to Manuel Dennis was Ivan Tony. <laughs> So, or um, or if you're pushing a Jamie Vardy, who I don't think has been, oh, but, no, no, but a score, a scored all the goals. So, no, definitely couldn't give it anywhere near Vardy. Uh, it's not Ronaldo. So, oh no, 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 he's got grown men dancing in the street. No, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so there we go. There's team of the season. Well, uh, well, and uh, and just uh, also two more honourable mentions. Uh, oh. Maxwell Cornet has had the best goals per game minute ratio after Salah. <clears throat> the two Chelsea fullbacks. Harsh they didn't get in, to be honest, the wing-backs. Yeah, Chilwell's been injured. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, c- c- couldn't fit them in. Unlucky, yeah, lads. Yeah, it's, one, it's, it's one of those. They're also wing-backs, so they wouldn't have fitted your formation. No, uh, jo- John McGinn, Yuri Telemans, uh, Kovacic, and Armando Bruja is also in the top 10 um, goals per minute in the Premier League for Southampton. He's also on loan from Chelsea. <clears throat> Which is boring. Uh, <laughs> so so, so, so there, that's the under the floodlights official um, team of the season. Halfway for that every year. Max Kilman. <laughs> <laughs> like, like even Garth's not putting him in a team. Well, who, who have you got ahead of him? I'm trying to think who comes to mind. And well, immediately I'll stick with Chelsea. Tony Rudiger. Oh, I knew, I knew you'd say I that. mean, Virgil van Dijk coming off and oh. year-long knee injury has been immense. Oh, come on. <laughs> you mean, oh come on the guy's been phenomenal he's been immense he's been alright he has not skipped the beat Ugh, don't know coming back from a year long injury maybe what do you mean maybe he has uh, I think Max Kilman's been better <laughs> mm. I also noticed that you you put him in your team what team your, your draft yeah, I, I like the guy. He gives me points every week. <laughs> I don't think he's better than Virgil van Dijk. No, I, I, I don't think he's better than Virgil van Dijk either. I think he has played better. Well, I'm, I'm disagreeing. I'm saying Virgil van Dijk over the past 18 games has been better than Max Kilman. Uh, all right, fair. As well, we'll agree to disagree. Uh, and that's... Oh, no, we'll run this through quick. Like, someone bring this up for Boxing Day. A, quick, oh, a very quick in the mud. Oh, right. Which is the Premier League. <laughs> and it's not it's not me gurning because games are being played it's me gurning because uh, the Premier League have for some reason uh, there's been a charity called Shelter and they're trying to put this oh, oh, over, yes, yeah, yeah. over Christmas to raise awareness of homelessness and to raise a bit of money called uh, No Home Kit mm. which basically teams are playing at home just where you're away kit or where you're third kit the Premier League have refused permission for clubs to do this. Oh, have they? Yeah, so the Premier League statement said the Premier League receives a large number of requests from charities every season. However, we aren't able to support all centrally. Clubs are entitled to support charitable causes and we encourage clubs to do so provided it is in compliance with Premier League rules. I don't understand this at all. This is the easiest sort of PR home run mm. to be like, yeah, we've however many games on Boxing Day, you know, people are going to be watching those games who don't normally watch football being like, 
where why is one team wearing yellow and the other team's wearing you know black because they wouldn't normally. Yeah, I I didn't realize they blocked it. The, yeah, the Premier League have completely blocked it. Meanwhile, the AFL are allowing it. Oh, are they? Yeah, I think the Premier League's oh, been... So, the Premier League's just so stuck up its own arse at times. Like, <laughs> this is so easy to get right. So um, yeah, no, it is, yeah. So, yeah, we'll potentially put up something on Boxing Day ourselves. So anyone who's listening, oh, yes. get the away tops on Boxing yeah. Day or whatever day your team may be on. Yeah. Uh, the AFL are definitely amongst it. I think... Boxing Day home teams currently, depending on what way fixtures go and cancellations, Liverpool, Man City, Tottenham and West Ham are all at home on Boxing Day. So yeah, well, hey. those fans, get the, get the away top side, uh, tag us on a couple of posts. And we'll, we'll, irons. And we'll, we'll link everything to the shelter.org website. Yeah. Draw through them a couple of quid. Very good calls. And yeah, that wraps us up just before Christmas. Chris, looking forward uh, to your festive, festive break. Uh Festive Omicron, love it. <laughs> love, yeah, it's great. You're just loving that three days of freedom we're about to get, and then all go lockdown again. Well, I, I, I don't think that will. I personally don't think that will happen. Um, I was trying to allay fears of some people uh, earlier, but um, I'm not in the room. I mean, but uh, that's. <laughs> I, I don't think will be anything like lockdown. To be honest. Mm-hmm. I think if there is anything like that, sure, if you just have a wine and cheese thing at the back garden, you're all right. Well, indeed. <laughs> but yeah, that wraps us up. I think we're back early January. We're just going to skip over Christmas because, again, uh, I'm bored of Premier League football. <laughs> There's too much of it on over Christmas. Mm-hmm. Some may not happen, and we also need a break. So yeah, yeah. we'll be back around the 4th or 5th of hear January yeah. with a full recap of the festive fixtures. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.